Hey there, folks. Welcome to the shortened podcast where we answer community questions because that shit takes way too much fucking time during the normal podcast. And I get off on diatribes left and right. And so uh, I am David. I'm here with I'm Matt to answer your community questions and hopefully in a succinct and direct way that doesn't bleed into our larger (laughs) topics at play. Uh, I got to die here, Matt, and I'm going to roll it and you're going to tell me what sort of bullshit from the community I need to answer, which is probably going to start off with don't do that. (laughs) I get a seven this week. Seven. All right. This one comes from Katokyo. Where? Yeah. K-A-T-O-K-Y-U. I don't care. I don't care about their name. Where? They uh, they want to know uh, why is no one taking the new campaign seriously? Ooh. I've been doing a homebrew based on Degenesis, and it's a ton of work to get what they really what they wanted done. I sat down with my group of players to find out what source of material they wanted to do for our homebrew, and it turned out to be Sword Art Online. Nice anime, loved it. First season was really great. The rest of it kind of bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I love this too. You put in there, they want to do Sword Art Online in uh, in parentheses to my dismay, but I stuck <laughs> with it and I've been working really hard to flesh out the world for them. During preparation, I've been helping the group with building character sheets and most of the players, which some of them are my close friends, aren't taking anything seriously. I understand that they all want to have their own fun in their own way, but it's hard not to think of it as a mockery when they're making degenerate joke characters. There are some players that have been good sports and created characters with a semblance of backstory that gives me some wiggle room to work with, but it's really hard to build off of characters whose either they refuse to make a backstory for or are written without effort and are joke characters to get a laugh. That's all a couple of minutes, let alone a session. I don't want to be that person that sits down uh, with a group and tells them that they are they have to do things my way because I want them to have fun. But the way that it's going and how they are already expressing intentions to murder Hobo their way through the game, I don't know if it's if it'll be fun for me to put in the effort to make quests, dungeons, NPCs, if they're not going to give anything I do a chance. This taps into a topic that we have talked about fairly frequently on this mm-hmm. show, which is that the game needs to be fun for everybody, not just the players. The, yep. the GM should be having fun i'm with him or her i'm not really clear whether it's a they not sure zer i'm with zer um insofar as that you don't want to be overly rigid in assigning this is how you have fun <laughs> right <laughs> that just sounds a little draconian um there needs to be some give and take about what sort of tenor of the game um, you want to run versus what they want to run. I suspect that they're firing from the hip because there just doesn't seem to be structure to the game. So you need to... Yeah, there's not the, the meat of the story yet. Right. So you need to ensure that there is structure and that there are consequences to 
what it is that they do and make those consequences clear to the players. Uh, for instance, hey, everybody, uh, I'll get working on a dungeon or get working on an adventure once I have everybody's backstories. Well, I don't want to do good. that. Okay, well, let me know when you do, and then we'll go from there. Try to explain to them why something like a backstory is essential for you to create an adventure. And if it's try to tease out of them, why they might not want to do that. Do they, are they just not interested in a narrative that pulls on a character's personality, history, experiences, then maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you need to shift your expectation a little bit that instead of a serious Shakespearean play, maybe you're looking more at something closer to like an Edgar Wright movie. <laughs> and both are really fun and both can be really fulfilling. Um, so the players need to understand that you're the one in charge of the game and they need to understand that you have some flexibility but that it's not just going to be total chaos and total whatever, because that's not fun for you. It's not fun for me to just basically just run the consequence game to you for the things that are happening. But it just depends on knowing the players and knowing what they're likely to respond to. And that's difficult to know because I don't know this player or know their mm. characters, but there's nothing a law or nothing wrong with a little bit of tomfoolery in the game. Beto and Mike in our game are a little prone to it because they know each other and are prone to a little tomfoolery. Oh, sure. I was and, just talking but, in the main show about my ghost mountain game where I'm sticking to the seriousness of it, but the, the players are kind of like throwing bits of comedy in there and it, and like I said, since we do short sessions, it works well, but there are sometimes I'm just like, come on, guys, we're we're trying to get a, a mood here. Yeah. And so. But maybe you're barking up the wrong tree in any given scenario, if you're trying to set something that's really moody and atmospheric and the players just want to name their characters, things like Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so. That's like, okay, so that's not really, it's kind of at odds with with the whole tenor of the game. Are we going for a more humorous and lighthearted game? In which case, there's not going to be lots of stakes. I'm not going to come up with like in-depth plots and, and anything. You might want to just try to talk to your players from the outset about what they're, what they're interested in as far as the game goes. Because if you're that far off base, then it's probably like a struggle of power. Who controls mm -hmm. the game? Is it the game for the players or is the game governed by the DM? I have been, I don't, I don't want to say fortunate because both have their consequences. I've frequently had players that just defer to me. Like, well, you're running the game. It's your game. Yeah. And they just kind of defer to the tenor and tone and pacing and everything that I want for the game. And that, that sacrifices some player autonomy. So instead of decrying the fact that your players are, are taking the game in a different direction, 
try to figure out how you can harness the fact that they're clearly autonomous players with some very definite ideas about what the game should be. Yeah. How can you how can you harness that in a way that allows you to run a game that you want to run or, or at least interesting to you in some way and not just total tomfoolery and still give them what it is they want. You have anything to add to that? Yeah. I want to know if you think this sounds petty or passive aggressive, because when you say that, what it makes me think of, because they said in the, the post here about all this work that they put into it. Mm-hmm. And I relate. Sure. I've, done uh campaigns where i put a shit ton of work into it because i was having fun doing it and then the players do they just jerk off while the whole thing plays out so me and my mindset what i think about is and like i said tell me if this is petty or passive aggressive is like fine i'm gonna let you guys run for a while i'm just gonna let you guys kind of drive where everything goes and i'm just not gonna work on shit until you want to get back to the story at hand uh, I don't say it outright like that, but I just kind of do. I just kind of stop my prep work, even though I have fun doing it. I just kind of stop because nothing that I make is actually coming about. So I just kind of sit back and let them do it until they run out of steam. And then they're just like, wait, what are we doing? What, where are we supposed to be? Where, where are we supposed to be going? But I don't know if you feel like, do you think when I say that, is that, does that sound petty or passive aggressive? Passive aggressive, maybe a little bit, but not petty Um, because players that don't have an interest in pulling at the threads of the narrative that you lay out in front of them are being disrespectful of your time and your energy and your effort. It, I mean, again, not to put GMs up on a pedestal, but it is some work. There's a reason a lot of people don't want to fucking be a GM because it requires some work to manage a bunch of players and to do a bunch of prep and all that. And if they don't care, then you're like, okay, I've crafted this story for you. And it's not a story that you're interested in. And you could take that as like, and you could and should take that personally. Like I've thought hard about what might be interesting to you as players. And you're basically just saying ostensibly with your actions, this is stupid. Right. And I don't like it. And I want to do this thing, this other thing instead. And you as a GM could and should take that to heart instead of being no, no, it's interesting. And you're just stupid. If you don't realize it's interesting, (laughs) it's fun. It's fun. Have fun in the way that I tell you to fucking have fun. You should go, Oh, okay. Fuck. I mean, maybe I'm not, maybe this is a little too, you know, it's just a game and maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being a little heavy handed with portraying these characters and expecting you to be invested in them emotionally because it's just a silly game, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm being overly melodramatic with the things in the plot. Maybe I could lighten up a little bit and you could take that to heart. So letting the players kind of guide the ship, so to speak, that's fine. But basically what you're doing is just, they're looking almost always the reason players are like this is because they are doing the age old thing of looking at it like the players versus the GM. And they're going like, yeah, we're just going to like run amok and be fucking murder hobos. And then you stop like giving any resistance to that. Mm-hmm. You go, Oh, okay. You just want to kill people. That That's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like we like fuck these guys up in the tavern and like, like what happens? And you just go nothing. No one cares. <laughs> Those people yeah. are all dead now. What are you doing now? Well, we go over here to the next town, you know, we just like roll in. It's like, oh, you just roll in, you just kill everybody. 
Everyone's dead. You don't want us to make dice rolls? No, you're all adventurers. They're all just commoners. You just kill them. They're all dead. The whole town is in bloody ruins and you have run of the town. Like, yeah, we run the tavern, right? It's like, okay, yeah, you run the tavern now. You own it. Like, now what? And they go like, after a while, they realize there's no resistance. Mm-hmm. There's no resistance. And you're just going, yeah, dude, you can do whatever you want. This is, this is, this is a game that's supposed to be for your enjoyment. Is this enjoyable to you? And once you really stop providing that resistance to them, they really realize, no, it's actually not enjoyable. It's fucking boring because you can just do whatever you want. And is that the point? Is that the point of it at all? Like how, 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 how quickly do you get bored playing GTA with all the fucking codes? Pretty quick, right? You just go, mm-hmm. okay, well, I can just do whatever I want. No one can kill me. I can just get rid of all the police coming after me. And you just kind of go like, this is boring pretty quick. Yeah. After about 15 minutes of running rampant, you're just like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. You just don't care after a while. And and, and it seems it, the, the questioner's frustration is because he doesn't like, he doesn't, he subtextually isn't acknowledging that the players are viewing it as like an adversarial relationship. He's viewing it as a cooperative relationship to build a story that everyone right. enjoys. And they're viewing it as adversarial. Like we're going to fuck up your game world and we're going to whatever. And so you have two options, one to do your tactic and just to acquiesce or to go, okay, you want to be adversarial. I created this world and I'm in charge of it and I make the fucking rules. You want to be consequenced? I can and will consequence you harshly and swiftly. And that might kill everyone's fun, but it also might kill everyone's fun to just provide no resistance. You have to kind of feel that out. Like, do you want to, you have to provide the players the right incentives to behave the way that you want. The number one thing is, I was just thinking of that uh, is unfortunately as the GM, you can't be a people pleaser. Mm Mm-mm. If you want to run a good game, you can't be a people pleaser at all. Uh, be it strangers online or your best friends sitting around a table. That's not your role. I mean, if I were to dig a layer deeper, I would say, no, it actually is your role. But what you don't realize is that giving everybody everything they want is actually not pleasing them. Mm-hmm. They're engaged in the game precisely because they want challenge. Okay. Otherwise, they wouldn't bother. Right. Right. The only thing that you have to offer from the context of a game is resistance, is some sort of challenge. Otherwise, the players will get bored. Like that, I mean, that's not just true in games, it's true in life. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. What is what is anything? This is just the alleviation of boredom. That's what it is. Otherwise, you just get mind-numbingly bored. Suffering inflicts itself on you as a challenge and you deal with it or at the best you just get bored with life and you just find no reason to do anything anymore so that's like the best case scenario is just that you're fucking mind-numbingly bored so the players do want a challenge or they wouldn't be sitting down into the game and whether they overtly say that or not is irrelevant because it's just baked into the concept like you want to play this game, then you do want a challenge of some sort. And their stated preference might be that they don't, but they, their revealed preference shows that they do. 
Mm. And so insofar as that the challenge of a game is pleasing, then your role is to please the players. Your role is not to give the players everything they say they want. Right. I agree with you there. But if you're not if you're not providing a challenge in the game and that challenge level might vary from you know, down down here to cozy game where it's just a, a mystery that you have to like figure out who stole the cupcakes or whatever, <laughs> like that the super cozy kind of hippie game where there's a mystery mm. all the way up to like super hardcore, like fucking Patrick game theory, fucking right. like role master GURPS fucking just right. Yeah, rolls, like that rolls for everything. And you need to figure out where your group is on that continuum. And until you do, it's going to be an adversarial relationship when it should be a cooperative relationship. As we end here, I just had to put in uh so the poster had something at the very end here that just said, uh, to my dear, more experienced game masters, am I screwed? Should I just find a new group? Oh, sorry. This has also been a bit of frustration. It's been a frustration vent as well as seeking advice. I already feel better. <laughs> just had to put that out there. Yeah. It's just, it's just I mean, that's mostly community questions. They just, they don't normally ask you the direct and pointed questions so much as they're they just want someone to listen. I know, yeah, it's just like it is. It's GM therapy. It's just bitching, yeah, pretty much. Right, but but hopefully, therapy is for shit if you don't get some sort of actionable mm-hmm. thing out of it. Which, again, I don't know how much the people that actually ask these questions listen to our podcast because they're probably not from the Midwest and don't share <laughs> our weird middle-aged white guy, whiskey drinking asshole sensibilities about stuff. But I mean, I try to take each one of them seriously on the face of them and, and you're not drilling down to the heart of the problem, which is why do your players look at it? Like it's adversarial. You need to examine the way in which you're approaching the game. And why do your players feel like, you're nobody to take seriously. Like your, your, your game is nothing to take seriously. And is that because that's just the way they are? In which case you probably should be designing a game that is more toward the way they are, or does that have something to do with you and how you're running your game? And the second one you can adjust, you can adjust how you run the game and set up some guardrails and some parameters and some criteria, but it won't come by not understanding your players and understanding where they're at. And if you're whinging on, I mean, not to be mean, but you're whinging on a little bit, whinging on to a bunch of strangers online, it's probably because you're the kind of person that's not direct and forthright with your players about communicating what it is you expect and what it is you need because you're a little more passive. And if that's the case, then it's not surprising that they probably don't take your game all that seriously. And maybe you might want to step it up to the next level of, of kind of being a more assertive and in control kind of person. If you're going to run a game, you got to be that way at least a little bit that you can't just be the, the meek and quiet type that just, Oh, you read a lot. So you're the, because the players will just run amok because that's what they do. And, and it's just like children that misbehave. It's like, they probably just want structure in some degree and you can either give it to them, give them the structure or accommodate them more toward their sensibilities. And in which case you could find an amenable solution that works for everybody. All right. I think that's going to be it. If you want to go ahead and take us out. 
um, how do I take these out? Just uh, until next week, uh, I guess uh, I have been your host, David. And I'm Matt. And just uh, listen to these like as like a secondary thing to the actual podcast. It's like just like a parenthetical. So it will just I mean, still listen to the actual inside the GM studio. Yeah, this is, is like this, this is, is the like pre-cum. A, it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not what I was going to say. But uh, <laughs> until next week, folks. Good night. <laughs>